Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. You know, I was going to do something clever and, like, some big elaborate thing where I was going to just wake up every day and say the same thing over and over again and say that Edge of Tomorrow is in the writer's bagel basket. But I'm not going to do that. You think that I was going to say something clever, like, you know, Edge of Tomorrow was in the writer's bagel basket, do some day-after-day thing over and over again, but I'm not going to do that. You know, you'd think that I was going to do something clever where I was going to say, you know, Edge of Tomorrow is in the writer's bagel basket, but I'm not going to do that. Because it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plum. I said Plum. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. We're in a pinch of the start of the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts the car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curland. And I'm Mallory Saverin. <laughs> Hi, Mallory. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Did I get really excited? Yeah, you got a little too excited before I could introduce you. Oh, I'm very sorry. Yeah, but from uh, our Rock of Ages, our now new Tom Cruise expert. <laughs> Anytime we do a Tom Cruise movie, just assume that Mallory is going to be the guest. Sweet. So what did we watch? We watched the... What the hell was it called? Edge of Tomorrow, right? Edge of Tomorrow? Live, Die, Repeat. Right. Okay, so (laughs) that is the perfect segue into our little write-up of this. How is it that Tom Cruise, the biggest movie star of all time, is on the show twice for Summer Flopbusters? Especially since this film, Edge of Tomorrow, is actually pretty good. And it did technically make its budget back. Well, it made its budget back overseas. In Asia. Not here in the U.S. Made for $178 million, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow faced too much turmoil in release. Based on the 2004 manga, All You Need Is Kill, Edge of Tomorrow is the most confusing film to be showcased on this podcast. For starters, people love it. Second, it's huge in Asia. So why are we talking about it? Well, for starters... The star-studded cast couldn't draw in an audience in the first two weeks of release. That's right, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, Bill Paxton, and Mad-Eye Moody didn't draw in an audience because of The Fault in Our Stars. It opened the same day as The Fault in, it's in Our Stars, and The Fault in Our Stars destroyed this film. And then a week later, 22 Jump Street destroyed this film. This film also suffered from an identity crisis, To try and keep it in theaters longer, the studios re-released it at the end of August under the title Live, Die, Repeat. Yes. And then when they released it on DVD and Blu-ray and on VOD, it was Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. So it was super confusing. People thought, am I watching this twice? Is this a different movie? What was going on? Well, it's time to talk about Edge of Tomorrow. So yeah, that actually happened. So I thought I thought the whole live die repeat thing that happened. Oh, where did we see that on the end? I thought that was a tagline. So you're saying it was the tagline. It was a tagline, but then they re-released it as a. Uh, they re-released it under that as a name. Yes. That's not confusing at all. No, it's super confusing. Yeah, I. Hmm. Interesting. You know, I I will say I did enjoy the movie. It took me a while to get into it. It's a slow burn. Yeah, it was definitely. And then finally about halfway through, like I would say maybe a third of the way, you know, in between the third of the way and halfway through, I finally was like, all right, now I'm into this. Despite me having you to pause it and explain several pieces to me because I was getting really confused during it. it. It is a confusing movie. I mean, the fact that it opens with, News footage. I just spilled water all over me. <laughs> Every time you're on, I spill water all over me. You're welcome. 
so it starts with like news footage of like Obama and Hillary Clinton like signing this 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 act but then then they have like the actors in the movie like Brendan Gleeson and Tom Cruise and then like a bunch of fake actors pretending to be news people on top of like Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, so here's my thing. First of all, I mean, I missed a lot of that news stuff because I wasn't paying attention. Um, well, no, it's not that what, it's not well, that you is, weren't paying attention. No, it was, but this, they did it over the Warner well, Brothers stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing too, and also it's the news. I mean, I don't watch the news anyway, so I'm not going to watch it in a movie. But <laughs> you know, movies like this that are going to have you know where you have Obama and Hillary signing something as an indicative of what's to come or or to set up you know the current turmoil that's facing the country or the world. Movies like that, one, do not age well. Uh, you're no. better off. Uh, and then the same thing with the newscasters, right? You, Tom Cruise was on the news, and then they had actors on the news, but they had Wolf Blitzer. Is it, You're better off having, you know, you. I think it would make more sense to have, you know, pretend presidents, uh, you know, and generals and whatever else. But then you have real news people. I think that's more interesting. Or just have everybody be actors. Why, you know, because otherwise you're limiting yourself to a very specific time and place, and it'll always be tied. That's what Marvel that. does. Well, yeah. I mean, that that's what they do. I mean, William Sadler is the president in the Marvel world. I mean, Yeah, it just makes it makes more sense to not trap yourself to, to a very specific, you know, what, five-year period, maybe? So you're better off just not aging it. But, I mean, you know, whatever. One, thing, one thing that this film does that I, I... I don't want to say that I like and I don't like, but... I don't really like it is we already know our bad guys are the mimics the these robot alien things we already know that so why do you have to make Bill Paxton an antagonist and make Brendan Gleeson like kind of a bad guy too I understand yeah. but like one thing that that is an ongoing thing is that Brendan Gleeson is evil and spoilers is that alert that Moody yeah yeah okay he 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 imprisons Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise who is just the PR for the United States Army. He just does PR. They made him a major because, you know, he's good at, like, selling the war. But at the same time, he has no military training whatsoever, so he imprisons Tom Cruise into the military. Yeah, I found, and I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this a few times, but I was definitely thinking it in the beginning of just how poorly... The military was operating in this movie, whether it's the British military or the American military. It was also very confusing who was having operational control and who was belonging to what army, because accents were very confusing in right. this movie and, and were not accurate at all, unless the person was an English native and that was about it. Um, but I found that, you know, it makes no sense to me. I have a very hard time with believability that you're conscripting someone who has no experience. You're putting them on the front lines of a military operation. Okay, I have very little faith, and you clearly have very little faith in in this operation because clearly you're literally just sending people to die. Why would you send someone inexperienced? Well, not just inexperienced. He's sending him to film it, to yeah. film the war. But they already know that they're losing, so you're basically sending him to show people their children dying. Yeah, it just made it made very little sense. And then once they once he's there, they're putting him in as a soldier, and it's just you really want somebody who doesn't understand how to put turn his uh, weapons on and off. You want him. I, I like next that. To you. I mean, it's it's funny and it's comedic, but you know stuff like that. Which I mean, and he's like, oh, do you know where the safety is? And he says, no, and it's good which you know it's funny and that makes sense all right but it's just the whole time i just have a hard time believing that all of these you know officers and and you know sergeants and whatever else are totally fine sticking this guy in a metal suit in the middle of the front of the war where he's clearly not going to be filming anything right and uh you know well but that's what brendan gleason's character does uh i think his character's name is the general uh, or admiral Brigham. Bingham. I don't know. I couldn't remember. I couldn't Brigham. tell you anyone's Brigham. name. Yeah, that, it was Brigham because I thought of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but that's what he does. Like when people tell him stuff that he doesn't want to hear, he sends them to war because he does that with Noah Taylor's character, Doctor Carter, the guy who knows what's going oh, on. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It, that's what I was just like on this viewing. This is probably like my twelfth or thirteenth viewing. Wow. But. I like this movie. Um, <laughs> Apparently, but but that's what that's what he does. Like when someone challenges him, he just sends them to war, and like 
you don't need him to be the villain because your main villain, because he gets away with it, spoilers, he gets away with being a prick. Which it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, you have somebody, is this how he operates and how is it that he still has his job? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. They need to justify Tom Cruise being there because in the original, uh, the the manga is actually next year. That's Haley's copy. Yeah. Um, it's a it's like a young kid. Like like who was drafted, where, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, where where in this it's literally Tom Cruise who is like pushing sixty. I mean fifty. I mean probably forty five. But uh, whatever. He's 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 old. <laughs> Well, well, how old would he be in it? When was this movie uh, released? Four years ago. Oh, okay. 2014. All right. So, like... I mean, uh, he's getting up there. I mean, he is, but he's still working out every day and breaking his body doing... He does his own stunts. Yeah, I know, which is one of the things that I always enjoy about his movies is that, you know, a lot of times you can tell when there's a stunt double or, you know, when you can tell when a stunt that's really involved has CGI. And even though I don't always love the stuff that... The movies that he does, one of the reasons why I love the uh, Mission Impossible The Impossible Mission movies. Yes, the Impossible Mission movies with the Impossible Missions. Uh, I love them because, I mean, the stunts are amazing. And it's really him doing them, which also, I think, raises a little bit. When you know that as an audience member, I think it helps also raise the stakes a little bit. Yeah, but he's broken every bone in his body. Like he, I know. Well, that's just, well, that's his crossed bear. Well, they kept it in the new Mission Impossible. <laughs> I know, when he, broke his, when he broke his foot or whatever it yeah. was on the building. Yeah, and they kept that take in there yeah. of, of him hobbling away. It wasn't like they were going to do it again. <laughs> Well, so Tom Cruise in this is actually, he plays uh, William Cage. And that's oh, was a, that his name? <laughs> yeah. They just called him Cage. That I picked up on. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Emily Blunt is Rita, and I only knew that because as soon as I hear Rita, Rita I, think, I think Dexter. What was her last name? Vertasky. Rick, Vertasky. 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 Okay, whatever. Helga Pataki. Okay. Well, that's what I kept hearing. Move it, football. <laughs> <laughs> like, she is... She is so badass in this Oh, movie. yeah, she like, is. Like, she is cut. <laughs> you just know, like, she was going home with a John Krasinski, and you're just like, yay! <laughs> like, she, I do love Emily Blunt. I love her. I love her. I love her. She's great in this. She's great in A Quiet Place. She's she's good in just about everything, including um, her little cameo in The Muppets. Hmm. The Muppet movie. But... I think the first time I had any experience with Emily Blunt was Devil Wears Prada. I think for everyone. And Well, yeah, and it was just such a memorable role. And now she's going to be Mary Poppins. And, yeah. She, she in this, like, normally Tom Cruise picks an actress who, like, he clearly just wants to make out with. <laughs> and, like, because as I, as I said to you, I was like, in every film he's, you know, making, because he's producer... He has, like, the Richard Dawson clause from, like, the family feud. I have to kiss at least two women. And in this, like, the whole movie, you're like, oh, I hope they don't kiss. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I did not. I have a big thing of, first of all, you know, basing it in reality. Obviously, it makes sense to me that Tom Cruise is going to fall in love with her because he's, he's. He falls in love with everybody. Which, okay, but. Yes, but in real life and in this. Well, we don't need to discuss that. Those are his problems. But, you know, in terms of in terms of just the story and everything, it makes it makes sense to me that he is going to fall in love with her. He's spending all this time with her, you know, day after day and he's watching her die. And, you know, it, it, it makes very it's very reasonable to expect that he's going to develop very strong and, uh, you know, potentially romantic feelings towards this person. What bothers me is, is that. She is then only knowing him for less than 24 hours. And, and she also And we him. can see, right. And it's like, I think, even though I never watched 24, it, uh, you know, some of the things that I've heard is that you see a progression of relationships over the course of a season, but the whole season only happens in 24 right. hours. So there's a continuity. Well, that's, I mean, a continuity. It's Disney romance logic. Yeah. So for me, and I think I was yelling at the end, do not kiss, do not kiss. And they did. And well, well on, on that one at the end, we'll get there, but that's long than a day it it's it's like two days yeah two days yeah more or less yeah but um so start well well also it's also that that mansplaining logic where he's like trust me we've been through this together you have to trust me yeah like he's a stranger you don't know him also he is tom cruise (laughs) like (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, obviously it all makes sense that she's going to trust him because she's experienced. I mean, maybe we should backtrack and start, you know, from earlier on in the movie, but, you know. <laughs> we don't have time. <laughs> like, this is a long movie. It is a long movie. It's two hours. Really? Yeah, it's huh. it's two hours. I mean, granted, I didn't really sit for that because we kept on pausing it and, and we were chatting and stuff, so I don't think I realized how long it is. Well, and also, like, so the 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 quick synopsis is that he he is a war evader when he's not he just didn't want to go to the yeah, he the was, front lines yeah there was a report falsified saying that he is a deserter uh which is basically mad eye moody getting back at him for being a jerk but he, also mad eye moody is a jerk so anyway everybody's being jerks and then then basically he goes on the battlefield a mimic the alpha yeah and mimic mimic is alien because i had to remind myself like big scary spidery alien looking thing in case you haven't seen it it looks exactly like the the things from the matrix the that's exactly what i was thinking yeah the 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 mechs the the The, the sentinels the sentinels yes yeah when they were all again towards the end when they were all climbing on the ship that was exactly the vision that i was thinking waiting for morpheus to pull an emp hello tom cruise (laughs) which tom cruise turned down being neo huh I think I actually knew that. Yeah, he did. I bet he's regretting that one. He really is. <laughs> um, but uh, so it bleeds on him and then he can relive every day. Yeah. Uh, full, on, full on Groundhog. It's pretty much Groundhog Day. And surprisingly, there's a lot of humor in this. Yes, which I really liked. I mean, you have an action movie like this and I can see it being very, you know, the fact that it is two hours, which is a lot, you know, it can be tricky to put in appropriate comedic relief. Uh, that feels natural and doesn't feel forced and makes sense. And in this kind of thing, it's it's hard to make joke. I mean, there weren't there weren't any real jokes in the movie, but it's inherently it's all fun- visual stuff, right? It's inherently funny because you see him dying over and over and over again, which sounds very macabre. But when you consider that there are no stakes in those scenarios, there's no you know you know he's going to come back. So seeing him. Seeing Emily Blunt shoot him in the head or, over and over or when again. He, my favorite is when he um, is trying to meet her for the first time and he rolls over. Oh my gosh, yes. And, and he gets, gets run over run, by... The truck. I, I just love Bill Paxton. He's like, heavens to Betsy. Like Bill Paxton is amazing in this movie. Really? I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I understand uh, certain things that they did for the purpose of I'm the from Kentucky, sir. I just, I think the first words out of my mouth... As soon as I, you know, he was on screen for maybe a minute and I had said, okay, so he's a cartoon character. Yeah. And they all are J squad. Like they're the bad news yeah. bears. They're yeah. the worst. I think, I think for me, and we talked about this during rock of ages too, is that I don't, I don't always enjoy watching characters that are cardboard cutouts of people that are cart. I, I like people who are actually people. And I think at least with J squad, um, I felt like we got some of that towards the end when we right. were hearing a little bit more of their backstory. Bill Paxton, we didn't get any of his backstory really. No, he's just from science Hill, Kentucky, which yeah, and so I think understanding a little bit more of his background, I think, would have helped alleviate some of that. He's not a real person. And then also, again... I used to chase tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also question, you know, he's basically saying that he's a deserter and he's a private, but he's sticking him in this suit and, uh, you know, with the rest of his guys, who he seems to have at least a mild affection for. So I feel like him and Mad-Eye Moody like set up something where where they have an agreement if i send you this person you make sure they die yeah probably that's what it felt like yeah and i i i know you and Haley didn't like nance she's the one who she was the one who whose accent was entirely indefinable one minute it was southern the next minute it was like i don't know kind of cockney english then the next it was i don't know i couldn't tell uh did she even have a name Nance. Oh, Nance. All right. Yeah. See, you said it and I already forgot it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I didn't know really what to make of her. Uh, I couldn't understand anything that she was saying when she was speaking. And then her accent made no sense. And I didn't understand where she was from. And there was a lot of confusion with that as well. I think I said earlier, uh, you know, who's part of the English army? Who's part of the American army? What kind of well, cooperation also, is okay, this? So you have, it's like a, a mixed bag in J-Squad because you also have uh griff who is australian and the guy who plays him is sparky from speed racer who keep listening to the podcast because speed racer is gonna be coming up soon um 
Way to plug it there, Scott. Yeah, thank you. Um, but his name is Kick in real life. His name is Kick Gary. That is awesome. That is awful. Because, like, all the characters he plays has weird names. And then you're like, this poor guy, can't he play, like, a Matt or, like, That's a funny. Kevin? And his name is, like, Kick Gary. And he's playing Sparky and Griff. And I think, like, Stavros and Jep- Jupiter Ascending. And then you have... Uh, Stavros isn't a weird name. It's just not an American name. He has a weird name. I'm, I'm making that up. Okay. I'm just saying that. All he right. has a weird name in in uh jupiter ascending um i think it's like all me or something like that oh i don't i haven't seen that movie it's awful and he's terrible in it (laughs) um (laughs) and and then you have uh the guy who doesn't talk the whole movie the guy with the mustache um yes the guy who plays him his name is drogmir dragomar okay that's a weird name yeah that sounds like something out of game he's romanian he's romanian and and i think the character's name is like counts or it it's spelled like an inappropriate word, but I don't I, know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you the only person I remember from that from the J Squad is the dude who is on Legend of from Legend Firestorm. of Tomorrow. Firestorm, right. Everybody else I kept on except for the guy who was going out in the you know, the first the first time we see Tom Cruise being dropped off at the front, there's the dude who's basically naked. Yeah, uh, in the his, guy from in Mongrels. His, I yeah, forget in his, his name. big robot suit. So I remember him, and then after it was pointed out to me, the dude in the Hawaiian shirt, the la- the the chick with the weird accent, Nance. Um, and, she talks like this. The yeah, whole and that's time. otherwise I couldn't differentiate between any of them. She sounds like Judy Garland, like on pills. Like, like just, hey, you're out of uniform. Yeah, it was just very, yes, it was just very, very bizarre. Very. <laughs> My bizarre. daughter's Lasha Manelli. <laughs> her voice that's what it sounds like she's like you're out of uniform it's very yeah it's very like in the back of her throat and like kind of gurgly and 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 then you have then you have like perfect as hell emily blunt who's like hello what do you want yes prim and Pish proper. posh <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the actors in this movie like you have bill paxton you have brendan uh brendan gleason you have noah taylor who was dr carter yeah, he, he was in um, the first two Tomb Raider movies. I know, and that's the only thing I know him from. I know him from Vanilla Sky. Okay, I, well, I've seen that, but I don't remember that movie. He is tech support. Okay, he yeah, spoilers for that movie. But uh, he met Tom Cruise on that, and I wonder if he is also a Scientologist. <laughs> I said I also wonder if he is a Scientologist. Oh 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 yeah. I'm trying not to say it because I don't want to like wake up next morning with like a ripped copy of Dianetics in my bed. <laughs> in the beginning but but him him and tom cruise whenever they're on a screen together he's always supposed to be smarter than tom cruise and then somehow in the scene tom cruise whether it's this or vanilla sky becomes smarter than him well i mean at least i don't i can't speak about vanilla sky but at least in this it makes sense that he's going to become the smartest person in the room because he's he's repeat repeated every single day and that that in itself is a hell like worse than death yeah because i i have like a moment of deja vu the last four days at exactly 246 on the radio as i'm driving that maroon 5 cardi b song kept coming on like same exact spot weird and it was real same channel and everything weird and then i was like oh maybe it's a different channel and then yesterday i turned on a different channel at that time and that was on and i was like weird like what is going on i was like is is tom cruise gonna show up (laughs) yes clearly clearly he is right around the corner i mean this is doing doing the the groundhog day style thing is like they're doing it too much but this kicked it off what do you mean, like, generally Movies. Hollywood and, yeah. Because Happy Death Day. Never heard of it. That was the one where the girl kept dying. It was the horror movie where... I don't do horror movies, so... It, it wasn't a real horror movie. It was Blumhouse, the guys who did Get Out. Like... Didn't see Get Out either. Well, basically, it's Groundhog Day. She keeps dying on her birthday over and over. I saw ads for this. Yeah. I saw ads for this. This is the thing. They also did it in the 90s with Eric Von Detten from brink oh my god it was called christmas every day and it it was the same thing he hated christmas and he he kept waking up until he wasn't basically well yeah i mean that i seen there's um with i think 
Kristen Davis, I think it is. There was a, a Lifetime. The one with Rob Lowe? It's not Rob Lowe. It's somebody else. The guy who kind of looks like Rob Lowe? Yes. Honestly, I, I don't I, remember I, his name. But I was, assume every Lifetime or Hallmark movie <laughs> is Rob Lowe. It's not, it's not Rob Lowe, but I believe it. Kristen Davis from Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, her and... And so she's married to this guy and he, and somebody dies or whatever. And then he relives the Christmas day over and, or something like that. Is it Stamos? No, it's, I would know Stamos. <laughs> okay. But speaking of Eric Von Denton, I had the biggest crush on him. Me too. Just kidding. Just so pretty. No, if I, I've talked about it before. If I got Leave it to Beaver, like when I auditioned, he would have been playing my brother. Ha. But I didn't. And I'm not bitter or anything. But clearly not. Clearly not. Um... No, so, like, this is, like, but with those films, the person is always a jerk, where in this one, Tom Cruise isn't a jerk. He's a little... He's a coward. Yeah, he's a coward. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think it's reasonable. He just doesn't want to die. I think it's reasonable to expect that, you know, your your career, because there are other, you know, you go through basic training, but you're not, you know, going to be a soldier. You're working in PR. You're working in entertainment, Um, I think, and I only say that from you know ncis episodes that i've seen well where he he didn't even go through ba- basic training he was He's, rotc, ROTC. In, in college so uh you know i think it's reasonable for tom cruise to be like i don't want to no, die no <laughs> no i'm your pr guy you're not sending me into a war like like that would be like the journalists who would be doing that that would be like yeah the equivalent of sending yeah, the army doesn't make that decision. Yeah. It, it's it's like they have to sign off on it, but it, it's technically the press corps yeah. who signs off on sending someone for public relations. And I would like, assume also that person is consenting to do such a thing because, and, you know, there's a real risk of, you know, losing your life in that situation. And you don't send the most handsomest man in the world. If anything happened to not that beautiful not face. A, not if they're working PR. You know, that's his moneymaker. Yeah, like, it was just very, it was just very bizarre. So I wish, I do wish that there was something else to justify this because it really made very little sense that, that, and I thought that Tom Cruise's reaction was reasonable that he doesn't, he's like, no, I'm PR. I don't go fight wars. Though then him trying to blackmail the general was a bad That call. was, that was a step too far. And then, and then when the general tries. When did you think that that was going to be a good idea? And then, <laughs> and then when the general tries to arrest him for, I assume, attempting to blackmail him was right, the way that I that, interpreted yeah. that that was the reason why he was arrested and, and sent to the front against his will was I, because he then went to try and resist a, arrest. I wish it wasn't... I, I wish they didn't tase him. I wish they actually dragged him kicking and screaming. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I understand why he had to yeah, be unconscious. Yeah, because uh, what happens is is that Tom Cruise is tased in the general's office and then immediately he wakes up. And that's, and that's, the, that's the beginning. Yeah, that's the beginning of the cycle. Yeah. Um, I just, I just love every time he wakes up, it's like, ah, ah. yeah, he's, well, cause he's dying every day. He's waking up from his, his death. Yeah. Essentially. That's horrifying. Like the way he dies the first time when it's melting into his face. Oh, gross. It, it is terrifying. I think, I think we paused it and I think I looked at it. I was like, what is happening? I do not understand what is going on. <laughs> Their blood needs to get into his yeah. brain box. Ooh, gross. Like, yeah. I mean, it literally, the, the, the alien, the spidery alien blood is melting through his flesh and is nasty. I mean, the way they show him like evolve like him dying over and over again yeah. to to get the training. It's effective, but I felt like it went on a little too long. I don't disagree. I think there are certain sequences, you know, that they repeated. You know, I understand doing the rapid succession of him trying to do the same thing over and over again to correct the mistake, but to but they repeated that more than once of doing a rapid succession of a training session or of Emily Blunt shooting him in the head or him that, trying okay. to save somebody else. That so the stuff on the battlefield that needed to go where Which is fine. You're setting right. you're setting a lot of it up. But them training him, him like getting whacked by the propeller things yeah. <laughs> that I call them like and then him getting shot over and over again that they could have done that they did it seven times they could, they could have done have, it four yeah, they could have shortened it and I think you know rule of three it, you know you can do something 
once like, or three times. Like you when know? he's trying to run away, but his legs are broken, like his spine's broken, and he's yeah, like. And they did that more than once. Where if they just did it that one time, yeah, it would have been fine. You know, one time where he breaks his back, one time he breaks his leg. Okay, we get it. You know, you're shooting him in the head because he's useless now, so we need to reset and the day. I get they have to establish because he's like just. Take me to the hospital wing, and she has to say no if they drain your blood. Yeah, or give you a transfusion or yeah. whatever it is, because it's the it's the alien blood that gives him this ability to reset the day. Right, and uh, so he can't go get medical attention, and or go on to the next day, make it to the next day either. And his relationship with with Emily Blunt, like, like the 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 names that he came up. With for her for her her middle name when they're like driving in the countryside, so he's like, "You told me your middle name. It's Harper." And she's like, "No, it's not." I was like, "Look at her. Does she look like she's like a oh, Harper?" I I interpreted that completely different. I interpreted that as her having not told him the truth. No, I just interpreted that as him making stuff up oh. to try and get her to talk even more. Oh, okay. Like I, we, I I guess we just saw the scene differently. Well, because like he he's doing anything to like convince her to to keep talking to him right well i mean she would well, i think it would be weird if he's just like yeah you told me your middle name it's peyton and oh, i peyton think, peyton and that i was could what? see her and i only Harper, say that because uh peyton is a character on eyes uh i saw it more as her i would think she would know whether or not her Obviously, she knows what her middle name is. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, in the sense of why would he just randomly try and get, you know, randomly start saying, oh, yeah, you told me your middle name. I could see it more that she at one point told him uh, her middle name was Peyton, but was, you know, not telling him the truth or whatever. Yeah. Well, also, but just the way he says it, it, it to me, it always sounded like he was just making stuff up. Oh, I didn't interpret that way, but. Because, well, it. Because it's kind of Tom Cruise. Like, part of it... I mean, it's ambi- it's ambiguous whether or not she would have told him these... Because li- she even said the line, well, maybe I wasn't telling you the truth. Yeah. So, I, mean, that, I guess that's why I interpreted it that way. But, I mean, it's a... I mean, it's a cute little scene either way. <laughs> I just interpret it as Tom Cruise being weird. Like... Well, it's not difficult to do like, that. Like, he's... In this movie, he, he seems like, like a dad trying to be hip. Oh, I get it. You guys are calling drugs mollies now. That's cool. Like... He just he just seems like a dad. I don't know. The whole movie, like anytime I see Tom Cruise now, he just has that dad mentality. Not I'm not saying he has dad bod because he's cut from chisel like marble, but yeah. but but his mentality anytime he talks, like even in the the new Mission Impossible movie. Oh, don't spoil it for me. I haven't. No, seen no, it. no. I'm just it. saying, like, well, he talked the same way in like uh rogue nation like just the way he talks he's like you are my number one priority well i think keeping you safe is i my- think part of it is that he is getting older right and uh you know between him getting older and i think that has to do with you know how his roles are written and i didn't realize that he executive produces you know since so- since mission impossible 2 yeah so i think that also explains a lot you know i think in terms of the the dad voice when it's not purposefully trying to be a dad voice has a lot more to do with how he's presenting and you know well, how the role is written for him or well, how he, he rewrites wants it the movie he well, yeah. rewrote this movie because because okay. it was supposed to be a younger actor i think they were gonna cast someone like no it wasn't miles teller but like someone young like that yeah where where he rewrites the movie like the mummy he completely rewrote so he had more screen time because in the original mummy that tanked last year it was i would say an equal 50 50 of him and the mummy and then he cut that drastically where here it's tom cruise it's the tom show yeah and the scene where he deserts the army like after just how how did he when escape he just gets to goes to london and has a pint yeah yeah like which like, cracked me up like they were they were watching him like a hawk throughout the entire thing. How did he escape? Yeah, that's a good point because anytime he needs to get anywhere, we see him make multiple attempts to escape the J squad so that he can he so he can go talk to Emily Blunt or or whatever else. So uh, the fact that it took him one shot. Oh no, we saw some of that because he's trying to get past the J squad and he ends up with the with the um, naked with uh, naked guy 
and that other dude, I think Hawaiian shirt dude. That was before that. It was? Yeah. Oh, I thought that when he was like, I just want to go. And they were in kind of a fight. And... That, that happened after. Oh. That's when he came back to let them know. Because he's like, we need that, that leg stabby thingy. Oh, no. The, no, the, there was, because there was, it happened twice. Where, because then he had said, can we please not do this today? Yeah, it, it does happen twice. It, it happens where, where they do the leg stabby thingy. That's the first one because cause he's like, we're not doing that because Noah Taylor's like, we're not doing that. It's a bad no, idea. No, I don't mean not. I don't mean that. I, mean, I, I know what you're talking about for the okay. other one. That's when he, him and him and Rita come back to get Jay's squad. That's when the guy is like, I had to do a bunch of pushups. They do that twice. Okay. The first one is the leg stabby thing. All right. Well, you've seen it a lot more times <laughs> than me, so I'm sure you're right. Uh, but it brings up a good point is that everything that they do... Uh, and they point it out, too, when something's the first time that it's happening. Uh, you know, they say, how many that times have we had this conversation? Or when Emily Blunt picks up that he that Tom Cruise is uh, delaying things because he knows something. And he was making it seem like it was the first time that they had experienced something, but it wasn't. Because they want to take the helicopter to... Because the, the mimics program these fake memories so that they can basically corner him. Yeah. Um, And... To try and get there, they would have to take a helicopter, which I am... The three things that scare me are death, helicopters, and clowns. I am deathly afraid of helicopters. Because hmm. because we talked about it last year on the Bagel Basket for the Twilight Zone the movie. Vic Morrow got his head chopped off by a helicopter. Oh my god. And I found that out when I was four years old and I was like, no thanks. Yikes. So I've always been terrified of helicopters. Yikes. I Always. I have a fear of heights or fall, really falling. Yeah, it, it's, not, so it's not the falling not that scares me with heights. It's the sudden stop. <laughs> like, well, you know, yeah. Because my fear is that I wouldn't die. I'm, my fear is I would become paralyzed. Yeah. And then I don't want to be a burden on That's my family. Fair concern. <laughs> it, it does. Um, Anyways. <laughs> but, but helicopters scare me and when i saw that helicopter that helicopter was like a helicopter made by someone in their backyard yeah you wouldn't fly that Do you thing. get so like me so if i see if i see things like a ferris wheel or if i like that that tightrope walking movie with joseph gordon levitt i would i refuse to see i saw that in imax yikes okay so do you get like me where if you see stuff like that you get physically anxious when I you're get watching vertigo. it i yeah. get really so, dizzy me too yeah 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 so so yeah anytime i see like a helicopter flying like like they showed in the trailers for the new mission impossible there is a helicopter in it yeah and when i was watching it the whole time i was like yeah. yeah it's it's i was curious yeah it's uncomfortable i yeah. can't i can't even look at ferris wheels on a movie it so you couldn't watch love simon never heard of it that's the one about the kid who comes out as gay came out this year sure uh i mean i can i usually just kind of squint and am uncomfortable and the whole, I don't enjoy it. The whole climax of that movie is he's on a Ferris wheel waiting. Yeah, that would just be mm-mm. waiting for the man of his those dreams. Things, to show those up. things terrify me. Mm-mm. But but this little rinky dink helicopter that that they made in this movie. That, I mean, it looks like a toy helicopter that somebody like blew up. Yeah, it it looks like and, a remote control helicopter. Yeah, and by blew up, I don't mean explosion. I mean like enlarged. Like, like honey, honey, I, I shrank, shrank the, the kids. kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it it's terrifying. Yeah. It it like. No wonder why Tom Cruise is like, let's siphon the gas and drive away. Yeah. And she's like, no. And then she starts the helicopter and she dies. And her final words are, my middle name is Rose. Yeah. And then from that, Tom Cruise then proceeds to repeat the day. And instead of going to her and explaining to her, hey, I now know, you know, now believe me when I tell you that you're going to die on this day. Uh, he doesn't and that's when he goes to get that's drunk. when he goes to london and where it makes absolutely no sense that he can just sneak off this military base yeah and i love how like the guys are like oh you're a coward you're a deserter and he's like i've seen people die you have to you have to wonder this has probably for him been going on for probably two years yeah because it's been a long time yeah and that's how like like you'd go crazy after a while he should be like 
insane yeah. by the end of this movie. Yeah. And I love I love when he finally like just gets fed up and he's like, We're gonna do this right and he's like, I went there, there is no well thingy or yeah. And the the omega was that what they got? Yeah, which is the alien brain that they're all connected to, and right. that's what they're looking for, and that's what he's supposed to eventually get visions of. But that's what they tricked him and Emily Blunt with. Yeah, I think the reason why like the mimics are great villains because you don't really know anything about them. Like, like if we found out like they they feel like humanity is bad because all we do is destruction and kill each other, and they're actually there to to create life for themselves and start over, you'd kind of feel bad for them. But Yeah, we don't we don't ever understand why they're there or really... I mean, I guess we sort of got how they got there in the beginning or saying about the meteors or whatever. Yeah, it was a meteor but, storm during but, a lightning storm. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, because they show, like, yeah. the lightning flashing and there's a meteor. Okay, I missed that. Uh, but, but we don't ever get their motivations. We don't understand, you know, how... Whether or not they are... What, sentient beings, you know, sentient, like where you're aware of your, you know. Oh, they're you know, sentient. Yeah, you, like that they're definitely an intelligent race, Well, the, they're guess. only intelligent because they live the same day over and over again. Yeah. And now they can't do that anymore. So they should be like dude bros by the end of the <laughs> Like they should be like, hey, what's up, bro? You stole my, my thing, bro. You want to go, bro? <laughs> I wish they all talked. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I wish they all sounded like surfer dudes. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because it... Because they have, like, the way they look, they look like, they look like gargoyles with dreadlocks. Yeah. They, they kind of, they do, like, like the cartoon gargoyles. Yeah. But with dreadlocks. Like, that's what they look I like. I could see that. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, uh, uh, from the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. <laughs> I think, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. About that, that black, gooey, monstery thing? The thingy? symbiote. A cross between that and the Sentinels from The Matrix pretty much explains uh, what these things look like. Yeah, and when 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 he comes back after being a coward, and him and Rita actually go to the general this time. Yeah, you'd think that the general would be like, like, you know what? I'm wrong. You're right. No. Well, for the general, this is only this is only the next day for him. It is. So, it is. But but he explains it to him. He goes through everything because they've gone through this many times with him. Yeah. And this has to be like the twentieth or twenty fifth time. Yeah. But no. Well, I mean, we've already we've already essentially established that this guy is a jerk. So, oh, he's so the, the biggest only, prick. So I think the only not redeeming quality, it's not that, but the only time we see any development, character development in him, because he doesn't have a ton of screen time. So um, the only little development we have is that Tom Cruise is in, uh, finally able to uh, convince him to give them this tech that he has in his safe. Why is this just okay? okay. This is this is a question that I have. Just thinking about it now, right? So uh, the general fired Doctor Carter for his yeah. crazy ideas and confiscated and, his yeah, and uh, took his tech that that they're after. So this whole time, I mean, we don't know how long ago that was, but he confiscated. He that. said it was two years. So he's been keeping this tech in his safe for two years. In this As a plot convenience. Uh, yeah. There were a lot of plot conveniences. It's a Tom Cruise movie. There's going to be I, nothing but plot I'm conveniences. I'm still going to get annoyed at every single one. I think, how many times did I say, well, that was lucky uh, throughout the movie? Because it was several. Well, for that, it, their solution is just kill him off and then start over again. Yeah. And that's what they do. Yeah. But that's exactly what they do. I I love absolutely love the chase scene where where um they get destroyed by the car and then it cuts away to them escaping a different way. So so they get surrounded. They get the they get the thing. They get yeah. surrounded. Yeah. And then they get shot. Oh yes, and yes, then yes. It, okay. then it cuts back to the car in the parking garage. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and then that's when he stabs his leg with the thing, and then he has the vision of where it really is, and then, and it's then in France, and then he loses his power because uh, Rita can't pull out the gun fast enough. Right, and so then he wakes up in the hospital, and then yeah, and I think, and then 
finally we have real stakes because now there's a chance of right. people dying for yeah. real. Cause, Except... Because when, when, when Rita breaks him out, I said to you, she takes out a giant, like, Bowie, Bowie knife, yeah. and she's about to stab him through the heart. And I was like, "What would happen if she just did it? What would happen if she just stabbed him through the heart?" Yeah, and she's because and she's standing there because the day hasn't reset, and he's just dead. And I think my response was, "The world would end." Well, no, no, that that's what I always wondered. Like, what happens to him? Because there has to be like a multiverse situation. Every time he dies, yeah, what happens there? Like, like that it's that it's him that's being reset, not right. But, but in every version, there's an Emily Blunt that goes on and right, right. Because I'm saying that like every time she shoots him, yeah. Because she shoots him in public, like they. I would love yeah. to see like what follows, like her getting court martialed yeah. or, or or what have you. Because that would be the same thing that happens if she just stabbed him through the heart. She wouldn't know. Yeah. If he didn't say anything. Well, either it get- it's a either it's a multiverse situation or it's a uh, a a Back to the Future situation where uh, that timeline can never be recovered, and that's right. ex- the, we won't go into all of the loopholes that are glaring. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that in, I in that I series, would have liked but. them to keep at least one or two. I mean, they kind of do with Bill Paxton going heavens to betsy or whatever he says like yeah okay so as it so as soon as as opposed to cutting away immediately every single time emily blunt kills him uh that we see she, she shoots him and then all of a sudden everybody like, tackles her i would have lo- i yeah. would have loved to see like just two officers tackle her at yeah. least once yeah but that also but you know your comment about bill paxton actually you know makes sense in terms of whether or not it's a multiverse situation because if life continues on after every time he dies then yeah that lends credence to that theory so so like if she just stabbed him in the heart without asking like she was about to it would have been like oh boy and then the movie should have just ended with the i just wanna know yeah yeah because that that's the song that ends the movie yeah and when they actually go on the actual mission like they could have cut at least 15 20 minutes out it was very it was very very long uh which was unnecessary uh when yeah because now finally uh tom cruise can't reset anymore right so now they're but now they're trying to now they're getting now the the team actual... and going to paris and they're taking that was it a plane it, that they were they it was were it was floating a it was a helicarrier yeah and and j team doesn't know how to fly this thing so they had to have kidnapped like people who actually know how yeah, to... Yeah, I was very curious about that. Because those two guys who were of, flying weren't J-Team. Yeah, all of a sudden there were these pilots and and I remember didn't Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt say something very specifically about, well, we need a team. How are we going to get there? Whatever else. And there was no situation where, any, where anyone said, okay, these are these pilots that we can get to do it. And we never see their... I don't think we ever saw their faces. No, I would have... She, she had a team of men who came with her to battle... Why didn't you just take those guys? Well, if well, she clearly had experience because, and I don't know if we talked about this yet, that she had this ability first right. to be able to reset the day. Right. And she mentioned to Tom Cruise about how he shouldn't uh, tell anybody because of you know they'll want to study him or dissect him, which I assume is what happened to her in one of the many she said, iterations. She said, "Yeah, no, well, she said don't go to General Brigham." Right. Because he was the one who did it. Okay. Well, still, I could see her being very cautious of wanting to tell people this kind of thing because I assume that actually happened to her. So she might be very concerned of saying, you know, we I can't think they were just out of people. time. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, we're down to the wire. We've got no resets left. We just have to take a risk and do what we got to do. Yeah. And I, I guess instead of telling the muscle men who would actually, like, have as little casualty as possible, right. her team. Who, because who might not have even even though they're her you team, have to go with the bad news bears right and that's what i'm gonna call j team because the bad news bears because yeah. you have nance and you have like their names their names alone griff nance ford yeah skinner and then the romanian guy who i can't say his name because the way it's spelled is like the c word with a z it is <laughs> it's k instead of a c but huh. it's with a k and a z so it's probably j something like or za. No, at the end. Oh. So it. I said counts. 
Okay. But it looks like something else. Got the, it. Got yeah. it. So, a dirty word. We, that, a we in a pro-pro. Yeah. That is very common as a term in, you know, English slang. Yeah. British slang. Um, but that guy, whole movie, he's just lurking in the back. The Drag, Dragomir or Dragomir. Who, Call Drogo. Yeah. Well, that's the guy's name who plays him. His name is Dragomir. Um, the whole movie is just lurking in the background. And then all of a sudden when, when Rita says her whole thing, he's like, that sounds about right. And everyone's like, okay, I guess we're going because, you know, crazy old yeah, Roman Polanski over there. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Polanski. He, he has one line and him saying it is what actually leads them to the mission. Yeah. Well, clearly I, I take from that. I assume that there's some sort of camaraderie that him agreeing to this means that they'll, they'll all follow them. So something he's must have crazy. If the crazy guy wants to do it, you do it. If he was like, know what we should do? We should eat ice cream, and then we should, you know, guzzle a bunch of pickle juice. Well, crazy old crazy McCrazerton said we have to do it, so I guess we have to do it, yeah. or he's going to eat us. Yeah. Like, I mean, when when we meet him, he's picking his teeth with a knife. I do not recall this at all. He's insane. <laughs> and he dies first. That's funny. Yeah. This is this is how I'm. I was totally into this movie, but this is how much I forget this stuff because these characters were all so forgettable. They, in in my opinion, because you're not supposed to care about anyone except for him and Emily Blunt, which is fine, I guess. But it's just I, if they're gonna, I don't like throwaway characters. I I don't. I you know they're they, they're there. They speak. They're and they become integral to the story. You know, right? And so. I mean, I feel like he always needs to have a team. Yeah. In a Tom Cruise movie. I mean, look at the Mission Impossible movies. The first two, the first one did fine because he kind of had the team with Ving Rhames and Jean Reno. Second one, he was by himself. And then he got Simon Pegg and crew. So, so I feel like Tom Cruise thinks, if I have a team in the movie, the movie will yeah. do better. And the different the difference between the Mission Impossible team and this is that we're already friends with everyone in Mission Impossible, and those characters all have cl- they're all clear characters. They're all they all have clear traits, uh, personalities, and what's great too is that they're actors to, you know. They're yeah, they're people that you know, and you, the fun thing about those movies is that when they pop up, you're excited to see them back again because the team is back together. Because I don't watch a Tom Cruise movie, and I'm like no who'd be great as part of the team the guy from speed racer that no one gives a damn about yeah. like, well that's the thing is that you know uh, in okay so because this is such a groundhog day themed movie essentially you know in the bill murray version bill murray is getting to know every single person in that town including and, michael shannon right and as yeah that was michael shannon's first movie really yeah Huh. He, he's the guy, he's the young kid who gets married and Bill Murray gives him like $5,000. That is so funny. That is so funny. So, well, so the thing about that is that as Bill Murray is going through and meeting all of these people in the town, we get to meet them as well. So we, when we see him on the final day interacting with all these people, we understand how he has these relationships. Right. And so I understand that it's only a two-hour movie and they're fighting an alien invasion and but trying Groundhog to save the day world. was 90 minutes. I'm just saying that, you know, in terms of, I mean, it's a different movie, but I I, understand it would have been nice to see more as opposed to just going back to the action over and over again, seeing more of those interactions with the team. So we could have cared about those characters more. Like, like I said, this whole movie is us having to rely on Tom Cruise saying, I know you trust me. Yeah. Yeah. And as anytime I hear anybody say believe me or trust me I immediately assume that you are full of crap well you can say shit it's okay <laughs> I don't know um, it's full of crap um, lots of crap but yeah as I said before this movie should be called mansplaining the movie cause, yeah like, the whole movie just felt like Tom Cruise mansplaining yeah there was a, there was a lot there was a lot of exposition that could have been shown to us as opposed to, you know, he could have said... Show, don't tell. Yeah, exactly. So as opposed to him trying to say, listen, I know this because... And you could have cut to, I don't know, a conversation that he had and that, you know... I mean, I did like like when he said it 
to Dr. Carter. I did like that. Well, that, I mean, I think that's a good, that, I think in that version, and I think it, if you don't do it, I think the problem was is that it was happening over and over again. No, 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 believe me, because I know all of this stuff that happens, and it was with practically every single character over and over again. It needed to, ha- I think it was important to happen with Emily Blunt, you know, one, the few times that we saw it happen and then it was important though it was probably one too many and then uh it was important with dr carter because that whole thing was setting up that was that i mean that was a pivotal scene because we were setting up so much of what was to come in terms of the omega and in terms of the tech that's going to help him see the omega and all that stuff so i (laughs) the final battle the final like like everyone dies and then they make it to the Omega's hiding in the Louvre. Yeah, and and all of Perry is under the sun, which is smart because apparently you find out that the Omega needs to be submerged underwater. Yeah, that's smart. That's yeah. smart. And the fact that they flood, you know, Paris is also smart. Yeah. Um. What's not smart <laughs> is. Then they kiss. Like I well, okay. So I, I mean, I guess I can make sense, right? So she, I think, you know, trying to argue myself into it of mm-hmm. not, you know, hating the idea that they're, you know, that they have this quick kiss uh, towards the end, you know, um, that okay, I can see her having sudden intense feelings for this guy because she understands what he's been through because she's been through it. He's also gotten her closer to this goal more than anyone else has. And she knows that he knows her uh, better than a lot of people. And then also she knows that they're both going to die. So I can understand this intense rush of feelings and want, you know, I, I can argue my way into that. It just, you know, things like that. I don't see them always as necessary. I could see it more as he clearly has feelings for her and that's fine. But I could see her more sticking to the mission and just trying to get the job done. It's just the Richard Dawson of it all. Like, yeah. Like, seeing every Tom Cruise movie where, where like, this, the Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, the, the sequel one with, with Robin Shabatsky. Haven't seen it. They have a kiss in it. It's very awkward. Like, yeah. Like, whenever he kisses an actress in a movie now, out, out of nowhere like like the mummy is prime example i haven't seen that one either but i heard it was terrible so i'm not gonna it is terrible but 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 uh he kisses the girl in that one and it doesn't make sense like yeah uh, but so after tommy 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 yeah, yeah. Like, so after they so after they kiss then tom cruise goes after the omega which is like this big alien it looked it looked kind of like coral uh like alien, like alien, like big giant city size, like building size alien coral that's under the ground and underwater. And it he looks goes, like the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, and then he goes and he pulls a grenade and he blows it up. And I think the entire time, okay, so from the ending, right? I think I was yelling that I wanted either one or the both of them. I wanted either Emily Blunt or Tom Cruise or both of them to not make it out of this. So then what happens? Then it resets again. Yeah, because Tom Cruise pulls the grenade uh, and he gets covered in alien Omega goo that sends him back, not to him waking up in handcuffs on uh, about to go to the front. It wakes him up before he had even before that first meeting with the general so now he goes back and he does it so are we to believe that now he's the omega i ooh, that's an interesting thought (laughs) like so they're all dead he's alive he goes back to see emily blunt yeah so yeah so he wakes up and he's alive and he knows what's happening and then he goes back to the first meeting which is the same and they 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 framed it so that it's the same meeting because every time he first meets her she's doing yoga yeah which seemed so cheesy but well it's it, she's balancing herself and no i get it that she's doing yoga in the middle of you know this combat uh training thing it just it felt a little cheesy to me uh it's, but... it's to see how low she can go yeah <laughs> like and then like i i you didn't like the ending i i, li- I didn't i didn't i didn't i didn't like that they were both just uh, that everything reset and that they were both alive well, that's a tom cruise and movie i didn't like that he he immediately goes to find her and i mean which it's i a get tom cruise movie i don't care if it's a tom cruise movie it it's bothers what he me does. i don't care i 
you know, I'm not looking at the Tom Cruise of it all. I'm looking at it as a movie. And then it ends uh, in the most Tom Cruise-y way. It just ends with him going to, <laughs> like the Tom yeah, Cruise just laugh. Yeah, just a smirk and just a, yeah, with with tears in his eyes. And then it cuts to black. I didn't even notice the tears. He did, he did. And I was getting more and more annoyed. Because I just don't, you know, I would have... Katie's lawyer called. She's taken Siri. I would have far preferred something that maybe instead they have a chance meeting or something where... That's... Not a chance meeting. I don't know. Just something. I like mean, I, sliding doors style where no, they meet in an elevator? No, like she's she's supposed to be, she's what? She's um full metal bitch, right? Yes. So uh, is it out of the realm to assume that maybe she's going to end up in a meeting in London where he might be, you know, because the... I don't know. I just feel like it could have been done differently. I don't like happy endings like that where it's just expected and whatever well, else. They're doing and... this because he wants to make a sequel slash prequel. So they're they're making a sequel that is also oh. a prequel. I mean, I, okay, I, I definitely enjoyed this movie. It took me a while to get into it, but I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd want to see a pre, I mean, I guess the, you know, the prequel would explain what, everything that happened before, but I don't really care. I think it's just going to explain everything that happened to her. I mean, I get it's the same movie, but from her perspective and her experiencing it, which it's Emily Blunt, so I'd probably see it. I mean, yeah, she's great and everything. Well, she's lovely. She's wonderful. I love her. I mean, first time viewing, what did you think? I mean, first time viewing, I definitely, what did I kick? One of my vinyls. I'm very sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's Billy Joel the Strange. (laughs) All right. Well, then I'm going to kick it again. That's fine. So I definitely enjoyed it. It's It's a fun action movie. It's got fun things in it uh you know it's got it's definitely a different take on groundhog day that uh, that has a good action it has good drama but it's got comedy that doesn't feel contrived which is nice aside from bill paxton because i don't know if he was supposed to be comic relief there as well kentucky it was yeah um you know the storyline overall was good i thought even though it was long and certain things felt long overall it ran at a good a decent pace um you know uh it was decent. I did find a lot of it confusing where where things could have where exposition could have been clarified or there wasn't enough exposition or certain scenes were just too busy. Uh, so there were parts that were a little bit too messy for me to be able to easily follow. But do you think this should have flopped? I get I mean, considering how I'm surprised, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm it, a, I'm a bit surprised that it completely flopped. I would see I'm I would think well, that it, it only made, made good money. it only made eighty million in America. It yeah. made its budget back in in foreign territories, yeah. mainly Japan and China. I mean, this seems to me. I think you know. I mean, I didn't see any of the other movies. I didn't see Fault in Our Stars or Twenty Two Jump Street or whatever else you had mentioned that was released right around the same time. Those were the ones that were released around this right, time. Right, that everyone went and seen. I mean, it it feels like a fun summer blockbuster. Uh, you know, that's how it plays. But I also think, you know, maybe at this point, m- movies are changing of what audiences want right. to see, which is why... So Because this didn't do anything extraordinary. It didn't... There was nothing that stood out that was saying, oh, this feels really different. No, you took an alien invasion post-apocalyptic kind of thing which has been done and done and done and done and done and you married it with groundhog day which has been done and done and done and done and done and you you know even if i haven't necessarily seen alien invasion plus groundhog day combined in a feature film that doesn't mean that all the concepts don't feel like they've already been done that there wasn't anything new in this but also, like, don't change the title of the movie. Yeah. Because that's going to just confuse people. Because, like, it said, live, die, repeat, and tiny letters, edge of tomorrow. Like, don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I could see you maybe trying to change the marketing where it's edge of tomorrow, live, die, repeat, and you're trying to explain it a little bit more or put it more out there. I don't know. Uh, but I find that very bizarre that they tried to re-release it by making the tagline seem like the title of the movie which is probably why moviegoers didn't want to go see or they're like i think i already saw a movie that was just like this right and it's stupid (laughs) how many bagels how many bagels um out of 13 right yes 13 yep let's see i did enjoy it i thought the effects were good i thought the stunts were good i love emily blunt um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it like a seven like seven bagels i think I'm I'm taking out three. There's ten left. I I just love it. I I think it's 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 
it's fun cheese. Like it, it is. I think I think I'm sick of fun cheese, and I want more meaty. I want I want more meat with my cheese. Well, I just understand it's Tom Cruise. Don't worry about Billy Joel. Well, just... he keep, he keeps <laughs> falling on me and annoying my foot. It's a vinyl. Just let it fall. Um, I I love Tom Cruise. Like like I don't I don't know him as a person, but everyone says he's great. And he said, I've heard that he's good to work with, which, which to me from my, which I talked a little bit about during Rock of Ages from a, and probably from your perspective too, from a theatrical standpoint or, you know, anything like that, knowing that someone's good to work with makes it um, more enjoyable to watch. I mean, he also carried three decades from the eighties to like now he's carried those decades on his back. Like, with his movies, they make so much money. Yeah. And he's made so much money for Paramount and and Warner Brothers that, like, you kind of got to give the guy his due. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, I mean, he's made so many bad ones, too. Yes. But this movie is up there for me with, like, Minority Report and the Mission Impossible movies minus two. (laughs) The second one is so bad. Yeah. I think I think the reasons why I take so many out is that I mean, you know, a Tom, for a Tom Cruise movie, it's decent. For a regular movie, it's de- it, you know, I think I'm just not ta- well, as taken with Tom Cruise as you I are. I feel like if Tom, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that taken with Tom Cruise, but I I I do have fun when I see his movies, yeah. and I feel except for the Jack Reacher movies, I hate those movies. I have not seen those. They're so boring. I call it dad action <laughs> because like like he punches a guy and then. And then, like, he hits them hard and they fall down. And then when they go to punch him, they do it slow enough so he has time to duck. Oh, man. And, like, uh, that's dad action. Yeah. Well, I blame the fight coordinator on stuff like that. Well, most of the time it's him. Or that. Like, like he, he makes these decisions. But this, this Tom Cruise, like, I, li- I like sci-fi Tom Cruise. Yeah. Minority Report is my favorite Tom Cruise movie. And Minority Report is a really good movie. Like, like I love that Tom Cruise. And this feels like a combination of that and, like, Mission Impossible Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. So, we've come to the end. And you got to you got to do a really bad summer movie and a really good one. I did, yeah. And knowing you, you're probably going to say Rock of Ages was the good one. Yes, I still like Rock of Ages more than this one. What? No, I'm kidding. I I was like, you I, gave this a higher I'm kidding, score. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That, okay. I want to be clear on my scores. Okay. My scores. And that are was from, Mallory. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My scores are objective based on how I think the quality of the movie is, not based on my enjoyment of the movie. You are not like anyone on, on the face of the earth. <laughs> and you may take that as a compliment. But I it's not. It. I do. I, I am a unicorn. Thank you very much. You mean you're just a horse with an ice cream cone on your head? Shut your face. But yeah, so we've come to the end. Thank you for doing two. You did two. Yeah. This summer. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. I agree that I we should continue doing Tom Cruise movies and that I should be the exclusive Tom Cruise but, person. But you are coming back. Yes. To, to do TV series. Yes. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah, so we can tease that. You're 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 gonna be on the the September yes. ones for. We did Saturday morning cartoons last year. We we're doing not so Saturday morning this time, which is little spins on Saturday morning cartoons that aren't really Saturday morning <laughs> stuff. So you have that to look forward to. Yes, and I'm ve- I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm glad you're gonna be doing that. Yeah. and you can find us on Twitter at writer w r t r bagel b a g e l basket b-s-k-t like us on facebook that's writer's bagel basket on facebook we get to keep all the vowels on that one <laughs> uh email well us email us writer's bagel basket at gmail.com and until next time i am scott curlin and i am mallory saverin bye bye